Chapter 43 of Just Stories, The Kind That Never Grow Old, by Winfred Hurst, S.D.S. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Maria Therese. The Biggest Dunce in the College It happened about a hundred years ago in Rome, a city that is full of sacred associations to all of us, since it is the center of Christendom and the home of the Holy Father. At that time a certain young man from England was studying there, his name was Blake. Together with some other young men, Blake lived in a rented house in the Eternal City. This house they called their college, though, of course, they frequented the respective schools and universities that so distinguished Rome. Now, Blake, though somewhat bright and moderately gifted, was not really the best of students. Indeed, he was looked upon as rather dull by his companions, all the more so since he had the disagreeable habit of stammering. Everyone knows how painful that habit is, and how diffident and backward it makes its unhappy possessor. It usually places even the most talented student in a very unfavorable light, and often exposes him to uncharitable ridicule. That was the case with Blake. And one day, when the members of the college assembled for a discussion of certain questions that came up in their studies, a disputation, as it is called, a little incident took place that changed the whole trend of Blake's life. It happened thus. In the course of the discussion, in which all the young men were taking an active part, Blake arose to speak. Of course, the first word was a pitiful stammer, but the second word was an act of cruel unkindness. It came from a youth who sat near Blake. "'Oh, for heaven's sake, sit down,' he said harshly. "'You're the biggest dunce in the college, anyhow.' These words cut Blake to the quick. Blushing, ashamed, and confused, he sat down. He was deeply hurt. Who wouldn't be? How could he help his stammering? He was sincerely attached to his fellow students and valued their goodwill and companionship, so this rude and hasty remark pained him beyond measure. You are the biggest dunce in the college. All day long those words seemed to be ringing in his ears. They made him utterly miserable. He could not help thinking that, though only one had uttered them, they expressed the opinion of all the others, too, since not one had spoken up in his defense. That was a miserable day for Blake, but out of his misery grew some fine resolves. Nor did these resolves leave him the next day, when he was less agitated and felt the hurt less keenly, for we know that time heals all wounds, even such a one as was so wrongfully inflicted by his uncharitable companion. No, on the contrary, his resolves took root more firmly still. You are the biggest dunce in the college, he would show them, not in a spirit of spite and injured pride, of course, but in a spirit of honorable self-respect. So that day he wrote upon a card, in bold letters, the words, You are the biggest dunce in the college. This he always kept in full view before him, when he was alone, and when others were present he kept it in his desk, so that every time he raised the cover, the words, You are the biggest dunce in the college, stared him in the face. He was resolved to disprove that assertion, cost what it would. It seemed that he had not really been as diligent in his studies as he might have been. Now he decided to excel in application. He was bound to win. He accordingly never lost a moment at his desk. How he studied! And in the evenings, and far into the night, and on holidays, when his companions were out for a good time, he would pore over his books and try to acquire a complete mastery of the subjects he was taking while he was the soul of intelligent attention when the respected professor was delivering his lectures. Often enough he found it hard. 
Sometimes he grew tired of it all and felt like giving up. But then he would look at his card with his reproachful words. You are the biggest dunce in the college. Not if he could help it. No. And again he would force himself to close this application. Another thing. He would overcome that habit of stammering. He simply had to. That was all. Why acquire knowledge if he could not give it expression without making a fool of himself in the eyes of others? He resolved always to speak very slowly and with the utmost precision and self-control. For hours and hours he practiced reading and speaking when alone. It was hard. It took all his willpower to keep it up. But whenever he felt like giving up, he would look at the card on his desk. In bold letters it stared at him. You are the biggest dunce in the college. Not if I can help it, he muttered as he returned to his practice. God helps those who help themselves is a saying which implies that if we do the best that is in us and at the same time trust in God, all will come out right in time. So it was with young Blake. In the course of time, he overcame his stammering completely. He was soon held in higher estimation by his companions. His industry and application were rewarded. He received special notes and held an honorable place in his class. And so he mounted from step to step in his approach to the altar for Blake was studying for the holy priesthood. The priesthood attained, he mounted higher still. In the year 1838, he was consecrated bishop of Dromore. And what was the initial cause of his happiness? A bitter reproach from another. End of chapter 43